Billionaire Mike Cannon-Brooks has scored a resounding victory at AGL's annual general meeting with all four of his independent director candidates appointed to the energy giant's troubled board. The inclusion of Mr Cannon-Brooks' backers adds pressure on AGL to further accelerate the closure of its coal-fired power stations and the transition to renewable energy sources. But here in the Upper Hunter, this is a topic we're seeing played out outside of the boardroom. For more on the latest developments, ABC senior business correspondent Peter Ryan joins us on the program now. Good morning, Peter. Good morning, Cecilia. Thank you for joining us on ABC Upper Hunter this morning. Peter, how close was this vote? Well, it was interesting. It was, wasn't really uh, that close at all. And um, AGL's uh, chair, Patricia McKenzie, really went straight to what was a very big uh, elephant in the room right at the beginning of her speech uh, yesterday. And she conceded that the four independent candidates who were nominated by the billionaire Mike Cannon-Brooks uh, through his investment vehicle, Grok Ventures, would be voted in overwhelmingly based on what they were seeing from early uh, proxy investor votes that were registered before the AGM. And, of course, by uh, the close of that AGM, uh, the, the official figures showed that, yes, they were uh, voted in. And this was uh, quite a uh, climb down from what we'd been hearing in the language and the messages from AGL. And they had originally uh, knocked back uh, these uh, three of the four Grok nominees, but um, Patricia McKenzie uh, had to confirm that there were enough votes from shareholders who really were putting the pressure on for these four independents to be um, elected. And uh, so she's pretty much opened the door to these new directors, and you'd have to say that it was a, a, a big day of uh, groundbreaking change driven by um, shareholders, big investors, uh, small investors who are concerned about what's happening with AGL and the role it can play in that transition from coal-fired power stations towards renewables. And on that front, was there any indication of what this board shake-up could mean for AGL's operations in the immediate future? Well, now that Mike Cannon-Brooks has um, his, his four independent directors um, in the AGL boardroom, they are being called as independent, but Mike Cannon-Brooks clearly uh, backed them throughout the whole lobbying process. They're in that boardroom now, and Mike Cannon-Brooks will have a, a greater voice uh, to accelerate the closure of coal-fired stations. AGL's already uh, brought that forward to uh, 2035, um, get, getting getting out of that business and moving towards renewables. The big question is now, how do they achieve that? Uh, because this is really turning a huge company around, a juggernaut around. Um, it's going to be extremely costly. AGL has to raise a lot of money, I think around about $20 billion to uh, pay for this plan. And the uh, the new directors in there as part of the board, they have to work as a board and they'll have to be working with AGL's uh, transition policy, which actually 
It was also approved by shareholders yesterday, but they have to work from inside to achieve the aims that they're trying to achieve. And it's not going to be easy at all. And certainly uh, this means jobs will have to change. The nature of jobs will have to change. That's a, a very big issue there, of course, uh, with Liddell in the Hunter Valley mm. and, and how, how are staff looked after and how many will be you know, retrained or will be working in those new renewable projects, taking into account there are a lot of people who only ever had one job that's Mm. working for the company in traditional, um, you know, fossil fuel generated power. That's right, Peter. You know, as you said, we've got Liddell and Bayswater power stations here in the Upper Hunter, two really big employers. And this is a conversation that is really playing out in a, in a big way in our region. Uh, did the future of those operations feature in the discussions yesterday? Well, they weren't, the, it wasn't a major talking point, but of course, it's all there in the background. And AGL earlier this year, just a few months ago, did announce their big transition plan. And as I mentioned, that was bringing forward the closure of all coal-fired stations to 2035. And the issue now is whether or not um, the AGL board can uh, find ways or apply that pressure to actually make that 2030 or even a few years earlier. And when you look at that on the timeline, it's not really all that far away, really, when you're looking at um, these major pieces of infrastructure that keep the lights on. So they've got to find a way of keeping the Mm. lights on, um, finding the money to build the new um, power stations, the renewable power stations. But also importantly, while that's happening, keeping energy prices stable or low or stopping them from skyrocketing because this is an expensive process and we have inflation surging around the world from Russia's war with Ukraine. But as we're seeing from the floods, for example, in uh, New South Wales, we're going to be seeing more inflation there as well. And uh, there's only going to be putting pressure on energy prices. So there are many, many things that um, AGL has to juggle. And of course, this isn't just about AGL. AGL's actions and decisions really does set the scene for the entire energy sector and will have that uh, ramifications and fallout. Uh, So there's a, a very long way to go and some very big challenges. Certainly so many elements to this discussion, Peter, and shareholders yesterday did speak quite emphatically on this front. As you said, it was described as a groundbreaking day of change. Uh, In headlines this morning, I've seen Mike Cannon-Brooks described in many different ways. One headline called him a hippie. For our listeners in the Upper Hunter, can you describe who is Mike Cannon-Brooks? Well, um, Mike, uh, Mike Cannon-Brooks um, is the uh, co-founder of uh, a huge uh, technology company based in the United States called Atlassian, um, which uh, I understand provides the uh, technology that runs the artificial intelligence in a range of uh, industries around the world. But he's uh, made um, enormous amounts of money, at least on paper. He's not just a billionaire, he's a multi-billionaire. He has a lot of, uh, you know, money to spend. He's cashed up. But like most other entrepreneurs, for example, Andrew Forrest, uh, who's looking at green hydrogen, they're looking at 
what is possible down the track, what needs to be happening given the environment. And they, of course, want to get involved in businesses that are going to be making money. And that's what Mike Cannon-Brooks is doing through his um, Grok Ventures and making these type of investments and pushing towards those kind of investments. And yes, he is um, quite well known for wearing his, uh, likes wearing the baseball cap and the beard and um, he's a a bit of a shaggy uh, billionaire, but he's a very, very smart guy and uh you know really the ability to turn around a company or influence boardroom machinations at uh, AGL is pretty amazing he got together with a Canadian asset manager uh Brookfield Investment Partners earlier this year and they actually proposed a full takeover bid for AGL and that was knocked back by the board so that didn't stop Mike Cannon Brooks so he went and bought 11% of the company that's right Um, some people might have thought that was pocket change for him but we're talking about hundreds of millions of dollars so he's someone who's very successful in his own career wants to make a difference but certainly wouldn't be uh pouring his own personal money into a venture that might not necessarily work out and of course getting this right is something that's critical for Australia and of course they're in the Hunter Valley. That's right Peter we'll certainly be watching this space very closely. Thank you for joining us on ABC Upper Hunter this morning. I'm very pleased to and uh, by the way I I, uh, I know the area very well I've drive through the Hunter Valley a lot. I grew up over the ranges in the small town of Corindai. Did you really? So I have a great relationship with that area and uh, and and really like everyone else want to see whatever AGL is doing that it works out because it's critical not just for keeping the lights on but it's critical for the environment and where this country is heading. Yeah it certainly is a really special part of the world up here Peter. Thanks for joining us. Anytime. ABC Senior Business Correspondent Peter Ryan there stepping through the results of AGL's annual meeting yesterday some potential big changes on the horizon there. It's 22 minutes past seven on ABC Upper Hunter.